2: Hello and welcome to the 299.5 episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando.
0: Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis.
1: And this is Spencer in Boston. Tim, I noticed you said 299.5. I think people are going to be disappointed because they're expecting 300, but... um, Little guy, you had uh, kind of an exciting week that we're uh, trying to buy us some time for. Um, Yeah. You want to get into that a little bit?
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, Well, as probably most people know, on Memorial Day, the Minneapolis police uh, killed George Floyd um, in my neighborhood. Um, And so there's been, uh, you know, uh, mass protests here in kind of in the whole world and mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how to summarize it. all. <laughs> we even talked about how We summarize it out and it's hard to like even, uh, wrap my head around all of it. So it's been, um, a hell of a couple weeks, sad weeks. Cause again, the Minneapolis police department are still monsters, but, um, good because community has been kind of coming together, defund the police and many things. Um, I'm not really sure how to explain it all. That's kind of the, the short answer of what's been going on.
2: <laughs> that so is it, a, that is a short answer. <laughs> I th- I, th- I think that I, little guy, I, I've been on the phone with you countless times during all of this. Um, I am stoked that you and the family are doing well, all things yeah. considered from what, you know, I was able to see on the news. I've been talking to Spencer as well. It's kind of, you know, it's crazy times. Uh, thanks for coming here. Um, Obviously, this, you know, it's very easy for us as the, um, you know, three white guys with a podcast, um, which yeah. I, I, I feel like is the setup for a really bad joke, mm-hmm. um, you know, have had, had our own experiences with with the Minneapolis Police Department, and it still pales in comparison to uh, what we oh, all yeah. witnessed and the track record of that police department and how they've treated people of color. Yeah,
0: Well, yeah, the... Yes. The many layers of systemic racism um, and, yeah, the Minneapolis police are, 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 are not uh, great in any way. Obviously, I mean, many police departments around the country have been showing uh, their colors as well, just sort of stepping up to the plate to make sure everybody knows that they're not that great either. But um, not to defer from my own <laughs> police so, so you're saying
2: it's a crowded podium. Like for a while, Minneapolis was at the top step. um
0: I gotta say, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be surprised uh, because they are police departments. But I'm surprised at how quickly, after even the many layers of Minneapolis uh, doing terrible things and then inciting riots and then abandoning parts of the city and doing various typical things for them, um, how how much uh, police departments around the country have stepped up in solidarity with the Minneapolis police to show that they can also do those same things. Um, it's been really impressive.
2: <laughs> so I, I, I do want to get into that, um, a little bit. You're talking, um, you've had some long nights, uh, in particular. Yeah. Well, there, Be- yeah. Basically the Minneapolis police department has abandoned your entire neighborhood,
0: which is great. I'm actually, I'm fine with that. Actually. Um, the, the there's just was a lot of uh, outside, right-wingy white supremacist energy that came to town um after the protest started here so um it's like it's so weird to think but but you know so much of like the fires and things that happened here were like out-of-town people there was like weird amounts of uh Dudes, white dudes in lifted trucks compared to the normal amount of white dudes in lifted trucks (laughs) rolling around, um, intimidating people. Suddenly, um, a lot more South Dakotans were hanging out in my neighborhood. Um, there, you know, people reporting like KKK here and there, uh, there was, um, just a, like a few nights, a few, there was like a week or so, but like definitely last weekend of just like everyone in the neighborhood's on high alert. Uh, stuff's getting burned down on Lake street. I'm a block and a half from Lake street. Um, you know, there's like rumors of stuff going to happen in neighborhoods, people finding gas cans, people finding incendiary devices, uh, people getting shot at, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, so it's been just a wild ride and, you know, in a way it feels like, um, I don't know, you know, as like just a white guy. You know, I have, I have it way easy all the time. Um, to, I'm sure this is this level of, of like, not fear in my non safety, not being able to just be like, yeah, I'm always safe is probably some thread of how people of color feel all the time. So in a sense, it's good to like, be able to take it and and sit with it and realize this is how many people feel, um, often and, and feel how terrible it is and realize how much, um, I don't want to feel this way. I don't want them to feel that way and how hopefully do something about that Um, and that people feel that way in their communities and people that feel that way from the police department especially. Um, not that I ever trusted the police department, but I guess I never felt they never felt like a direct threat to me in the same way that I'm sure they did to, you know, people of color and trans people and stuff. So, um, in a way, it's been good to sit with that and feel that and like realize how shit things are for so many people and how comfortable I have it and how that's not okay. Um, sort of like, yeah, I don't know what I was to say, but yeah,
2: well, I appreciate it. Thanks for sharing, obviously. And, uh, you know, this is always going to be the, the hardest part of our podcast because never before, um, was I like as I mean I don't know how many text messages I sent you little guy like I was yeah I was wishing that you had an iPhone because I knew I was blowing <laughs> up your uh, your texting plan but-
0: <laughs> ah, funny no um yeah it was it was good it was good to hear from folks it just was I've just been kind of in I mean it's been nice in a sense the neighbors are all talking there was crazy nights where everyone was kind of staying up late I haven't really slept very much last few nights finally starting to sleep again.
2: So you finally got to meet your neighbor whose Wi-Fi you've been stealing for all these
0: years. <laughs> yeah. If only. <laughs> um, no, it's been good. And that part has been good. I mean, that's not, it's not a good reason for it to happen, but it is good that people are talking. People are talking on a larger scale in Minneapolis about defunding the police, which is amazing and great. Um, and super exciting that things, things could be happening. So it's exciting. And there's a, shit ton of work to do and that part is scary um but it's really great um it's just been it's just been it's just been a wild ride and never before had i worried about my house being burned down by nazis so it's a new I, thing man
2: I, I think one of the but, the craziest things that i saw or not crazy but one of the, like the most empowering things i saw um both on twitter instagram and on the news coverage was like the community set up of the food shelves and the stores, because as all the stores, yeah. it's basically become a food desert in your totally. area. Um, yeah. And, and you yeah, the community one, outpouring of, you know, folks from outside the city coming in, um, to drop off food from within the twin cities. I mean, that is great to see. It's classic Minnesota. Nice. Right. To come in with that. Uh, like we'll provide the help with that. Um, but yeah. it is still nice to see. Yeah
0: no yeah you're right the i mean i think there has been a good larger community response like yeah we kind of have we have like a food shelf thing going on at the end of my blocks so we're like on a busy street so it's like the whole block has been dealing with it to some level you know a few people have taken the lead but people have been donating time and then yeah people have just been bringing in donations and it's been amazing to see how much people are giving and um, it, hopefully it's not just that and like the larger systemic problems and like deep questions where even us that are doing things that are good can still like deal with our white supremacy and things and like really deal with shit you know yeah. um, it's not easy f- for anyone so I hope it's a, like a bigger transition here but um, but no I, I mean like people coming out to clean up after fires and stuff It's it's there's been a lot of good energy out of a terrible thing.
2: Yeah. Point blank. Did you, uh, I, when I did talk to you, I know that there was a time when you were driving your, um, was it your Volkswagen or your, your BMW? What was it? Uh, I was in the Mercedes and you were like, this may be the last time I see my Mercedes. <laughs> Cause you were, <laughs> well, they were there talking was... about like barricading streets at the end to kind yeah. of like, Oh, well there was you a really couple of the Mercedes there.
0: <laughs> There's, I didn't, I did put mine at the corner. Somebody else put their car first. Um, yeah, no, there was a couple really wild nights, like the previous weekend, where it was just, there was like a tension in the city all day, and there was like threats, people were getting all these like rumors, and it was just like, I can't explain, just a weird, felt like like a little battle was going to happen, and we had this like watch set up for the couple block area, and like, yeah, people, we barricaded streets, everybody, every like block, like barricaded their streets, basically, in the whole area and then like the national guard was out and like it was nuts. It was just a weird feeling. So yeah, you were sort of like, um, yeah, you just kind of come to the terms like, okay, well, I guess maybe my house would be gone, but as long as me and my family are okay, that's important. The yeah. most important thing. Um, my car ended up not burning down at least so hopefully no one's torching it right now. Um, my, I, the only, my only tangible, like physical loss in this was my saw horses that were used to barricade one of the streets. Somebody stole my saw horses. Well, whatever, you know. It's not a not a big deal.
2: I'm surprised that like uh, I remember you also telling me that like the alley had never been so clean like cuz everyone was sweeping out the alley to make sure that yeah. incendiary devices weren't used trash, trash cans everyone trash
0: cans out. out. Yeah, I mean that's it's just weird. Like it's just never I've never had to think, you know, these things like trash can everyone's taking anything flammable out of the alleys in a way and like people going through now cuz we didn't find anything in ours but like you know, people a block or two away found, you know, found like a bomb and like people were finding gas cans stashed and things like that. So it was around. Um It just uh, didn't happen here because either we were on it or we got lucky or whatever. I don't know.
2: No one no one called the community group about an abandoned Vanagon in the back of your yard? <laughs> <laughs> it's the in the garage. It's in oh, the garage. Okay. All right. That's good.
0: Yeah, so it was like, that thing totally looks like it could start on fire at (laughs) any minute.
2: Well, look, I I know for me, uh, I'm absolutely thrilled that uh, your family is safe and that there's a bigger conversation Mm -hmm. happening in Minneapolis after such a horrendous, tragic event that, sadly, I am not surprised about after the track record of the Minneapolis Police Department over all of these years. And I think anybody that's been paying attention, even at the national level, and hearing what has happened in the Twin Cities over the last twenty years would is not surprised by this either, or you would hope not, because there's mm-hmm. systemic racism all the way to the top. Um, and I'm so happy that it's uh, hopefully going to come to an end.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm. Um, yeah, it's terrible that it had to take you know so many cases and so many times and t- t- to get to where we are, I guess. But I don't. I don't know. Yeah. It's been a wild ride.
1: Yeah. Well, but. little guy, uh t- to echo Tim's sentiment, uh you know, we're all glad, I'm sure all the listeners are glad to hear you're you're relatively unscathed and and you're yeah. okay. Um but I th- I think everyone is also um very impressed by the level at which you had to go to get this Eversting challenge uh canceled <laughs> and wiped off the board so you wouldn't have to finish yeah. it.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to finish. I haven't Um, I don't know if you've still been riding. I haven't ridden my bike. The
1: form is gone. You can tell everybody. It's okay. You can tell us. The form is gone. We know it.
0: I haven't ridden, I've ridden my bike. Um, I rode my bike today. First time in whatever, two weeks. I I
2: know when I called you today to make sure we were still podding. You're, you're a little out of breath. Uh, And you claimed that you were at the bottom, the river bottoms.
0: I was, I was. But other than that, no, I mean, I've just been here. I don't even know. Time makes no sense anymore. I haven't been mm-hmm. sleeping.
2: Oh, time! Um, what a great segue that we'll get to after the yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, so um, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I would be even farther behind in the everstein challenge because I so, rode the cargo bike twice or something.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it is unfortunate. We'll have to cancel that whole thing then, um, because you're yep. uh, as uh, unable to finish. We just can't go on with the challenge whoa. so unofficially officially, there will be no winner of the challenge um which is you know it's a shame we all put in a lot of work <laughs> we all put in a lot of elevation feet um but uh, to see it you know it would just be unfair to exclude you so to, to, um, we're gonna just ca- cancel the whole thing
0: um ever i saw that our <laughs> uh our, our our bud uh josh bauer was gonna everest but then i i saw that the other day
2: did he do that I think some people did it on the way up to Duluth. I think that there are some folks that just yeah, oh, went wow. up to Duluth with it with an Everest attached. Nice. Um I will. That'd be a place to um, do it. You know, I th- little guy. Thanks for sharing. I think that this is a developing story. Obviously, there's so much to talk about, and we can only do so much on this initial podcast. Um, mm-hmm. We are going to do the tough, toughest segue I think we've ever had, um, ever. But we will be talking about this more. So we're going to go into a pre lap and do what we can to kind of get back onto as normalized terms of the podcast as we can um, all things considered. But again, from bottom of my heart, I'm happy you are safe. I'm happy the city of Minneapolis still stands. And I, yeah, am, uh, thanks guys. I am hopeful for the change that um, the murder of uh, George Floyd will bring to society as a whole. Um, yeah. Hopefully his lawful life didn't, uh, didn't go in vain. It's true. Yeah. Hi, I'm Hugh Carthy from Education First Pro Cycling, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. Once again, we are sponsored by Works and the Works Hydroshot Power Cleaner. So we'd like to thank Works for their continued support. You can go to yourcleanbike.com and use the promo code GEARUP to get your very own Hydroshot Power Cleaner. It's fantastic. It's ultra-portable. It's battery-powered just the right amount PSIs. Little guy, take it mm-hmm. away.
0: So, uh, so um, when we were on watch last weekend, we all had to have buckets filled up because, you know, you don't know if the, the waters can go out and the fire department couldn't come unless the National Guard could come and secure the area first. So anyway, anyone's on watch, So I had the I had the buckets and I had the works HydroShot charged up. Oh, my um, God. One of my neighbors. <laughs> if this is not a box
2: of HydroShot moving forward. One, I don't know.
0: One, so one of my neighbors said Fire. <laughs> We all ran down the block, and it turns out somebody just had a bonfire. Someone that was being completely oblivious to the larger situation going on at the time. But I did run down the block with my hydroshot, um, ready to put out a fire. Didn't happen. You should I'm have glad. put it
1: out anyway. I feel like that one deserves to be put out.
0: <laughs> I, I don't. Some pride. I didn't even want to go over there. I was too upset um, about <laughs> the fact that that had happened because the tension was too high. Now I did use my hydroshot to clean my radiator on my car. So okay. that was more yeah. fun. It's um, I think it's more keeping with the the fun hydroshot lifestyle as opposed well, to and the putting I up do f- like fires.
2: the idea that you did charge up the extra batteries that you got with the hydro with the works uh, leaf blowers. Mm-hmm. Had and them ready because
0: so, they're interchangeable.
2: Did you were you so. wearing a belt of some kind that had <laughs> all of the battery like a battery pack belt?
0: No, I didn't. I just had them on the stairs mm-hmm. where I grabbed the hydroshot uh, if I needed to get them. I mean, you get a long time on a charge, but. Yeah. Um, if you got it's, the extra batteries and you are worried about somebody burning down your neighborhood, you charge up all the batteries you have. Cause why not? Can't be just
1: too- It has to be the most incredible story, uh, usage story of a hydro shot ever. Um, they have some pretty wild, uh, commercials like tongue in cheek, uh, commercials on the YouTube you can see, but, uh. I, I think this uh, blows all those out of uh, the water with the I, I, real world. I, just, uh,
2: I think, I, I yeah. think works got their money for a, a, a live ad yeah. read beyond a level of, if you're in the middle of a pandemic and a s- social revolution against police brutality, mm-hmm. works, hydroshot is the tool it's there of choice. for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. This is uh, thanks for bringing a little bit of levity uh, to the podcast, considering the situation. So, Um, with that, let's uh, let's get back to the show. Uh, Well,
1: no, let's not.
2: Uh, Okay, let's not. Sorry, let's not. Let's finish (laughs) the all right. Yeah,
1: we've we've got lots of sponsors, Tim, and one of them is Grimper Brothers. Um, Sorry, they are a supporter of the network, but more importantly, they are uh, a, a supporter of a lot of people, and they've got another blend out right now that does not support this network, but it does support uh, businesses in Austin where they are that were affected by uh, awesome similar situations So what little guy's been going through in Minneapolis oh, um, fantastic! and they are trying to support their community and uh, black owned businesses down there that have been damaged. That's great. Um, so I would uh, recommend checking out Grimper brothers and supporting them with that, uh, with that blend. Um, Grimperbrothers.com or you can head over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee which will take you to the page where our beans are and then you can find everything else that they have. But they're doing a ton of good stuff too. Everybody nationwide for sure and w- worldwide in general are are pitching in and trying to do uh, good um, to help offset everything that the uh, cops have built up for fifty, <laughs> sixty, hundred years. And um, it's awesome to see. So I... I am psyched that both of the sponsors uh, for this episode are uh, able, able to assist in some way.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that is awesome.
1: <laughs> All right, now let's get back to the show. Sounds great. My name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast.
2: Well, so guys, here we are, and I think it is natural in this situation to talk. We have episode 300 coming. It is going to be a great blowout. We're going to do our best to make it um, the most enjoyable time for everyone. Listen, we have a uh, a voicemail line that is just overflowing (laughs) with comments. Yeah, I'm sure no one will fault us
1: um, for not being in the mood Mm. to put out a celebratory episode this week um i yeah. hope i hope you all understand i th- i feel like you will um but uh the the world situation and the celebration that we want to have for episode 300 um <laughs> sort of clashed it was oil and water um, yeah. it wouldn't have would have not have been a good episode
2: so
0: no i'm pushing was, it off a week i was not gonna be able to bring quite the right energy
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah well guys how about we uh how about we read some reviews <laughs> oh we have reviews we have a All couple right. of reviews Let me um,
0: get back into it
2: five stars the cad nundrum from bg lean whenever a new episode drops i cherish the opportunity to press play at the start of my local loop ride the ride is typically about an hour long giving me a great chunk of time to spend with the slow ride gang my wife has become a big fan too now if only i could convince her to ride her mint and barely ridden cad 12 with me Can you Mm. offer a guy any advice? To add insult to injury, her bike's even got a full Altegra group set.
0: Well, why doesn't she want to ride? She does not want to ride with you? (laughs) Because the way you framed it was maybe like she rides it, but she doesn't want to ride it with
2: you. Yeah, it's clearly not the bike's fault, (laughs) BG Lean. Uh, Okay, so I'm a big fan of incentives. Um, So incentivize uh, would be, hey, you know, Mm. ride with me and then – we're going to go to, you know, wherever you want to go. Really, really like really you should frame it that you're riding with her.
1: This mm-hmm. is uh this is how we did it on little guy racing. Uh, when me and little guy wanted to do rides and we needed Tim to come along, we would uh, promise him an ice cream stop in the middle. <laughs> and, <true>. uh, <laughs> it did work very well. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to be very careful, uh, if you're going to try and employ that tactic with your wife, though, um, I would, uh, you know, if she is riding, you know, I think you got, I think you can make that. I think you, this isn't as far off as maybe you think it is. If she's not riding, despite having that sweet bike, uh, maybe you should find a, a, a group of folks for her to ride with, to get more comfortable with it, to feel like, uh, I, I feel like, and this is, you know, very true of myself when I, uh, have to ride with a, a new group or a new person or something. I'm like, oh man, I'm not fit enough. Like I'm not whatever. I'm not going to have a good time. So you back out of it, you know? So uh, it could be something like that where um, you just want to make sure um, the whole group that's going to be on a ride is, is comfortable with it or knows that it's a no drop or knows that, uh, you know, the ride leader, super rookie is not going to be <laughs> a jerk uh, to everybody on the ride. So, Always a you jerk. know, just... You know, if you checked all those boxes, I, I think you uh I think the ice cream stop might be the way to go.
2: Got another review here from Velo Steen, Always a hoot. One star. Um <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Knowledgeable guys who've been around a long time and seen it all, never takes itself too seriously. Witty snark, but with good natured take that's super amusing. I listen to the pod while doing physical therapy exercises excises recovering from back surgery and it always makes me laugh out loud going back to the early catalog episode 31 and counting keep up the humor guys we need it now more than ever again oh well that explains the one star yeah like if I. he's all the way back there he's, yeah if he's in episode 31 that explains the one star you're absolutely right yeah um yeah, yeah. yeah well we'll get better <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> yeah just stick with just us keep sticking <laughs> with us uh so anyways um guys i do think it would be fun to uh Get a little listener email done. But before we get to listener email, I think we do need to give a little bit of an update. So bear with me.
1: Okay, this is uh, off script off here. Script. I don't know what that's... Oh, boy. Oh, I, Timmy. It. Got, I it. got my
2: Panasonic TK-4000 1987 track break, red and white. You guys gave me some great eBay advice, and that's why I think that we should almost go into business of writing people's ebay advertisements and craigslist ads Mm -hmm. so i got the bike my uh uh, little heimar was ridiculously disappointed that there were not (laughs) wheels to come with this but i will Uh, tell you i and he was like where are the gold wheels papa and i was like ah you know but as i took it out of the box i had that that moment that you guys would get a kick out of. I was taking it out and he's like, what is-? he thought it was a like a toy for him? Like a hot wheels loop de loop track or yeah. something. And uh, I was taking it out and I looked at him and I totally did that. Like Disney movement, Disney movie moment where I was like, someday this will be yours, son. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so-, so the, The bid was accepted. Our strategy worked. No, I gave him the sob story.
2: And the sob story worked because he was like, ah, well, since you were so honest about what you're going to use, I included pictures of me riding it back in 2005. And he's like, I'm happy it's going to a new home. And basically I just paid asking, but I got free shipping, which was so 365. And I got the bike that I should have never sold to pay rent.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe if you think too hard about that though you might realize if you hadn't paid rent you might not be where you are now so So,
2: this takes us to the next email friends this comes to us from uh rory in chicago friends long-time listener first-time emailer thanks for filling my ears on countless rides i wave at cyclists much more consistently because of you Good job. I know we have much more important things to talk and think about right now with all that is happening across the country and the world, but maybe you will choose to include some of this material in an upcoming episode. Well, now is the time, Rory. Thank you for this email. Mm -hmm. I would love some insightful suggestions for selling my track bike. I'm not really a fixie kid, but would be happy to take their money or an actual track (laughs) racer if those even exist anymore. This bike has seen plenty of action on the Northbrook Velodrome north of Chicago, as well as a couple of fixed gear crits in the city. Wish I could just ha- justify hanging on to it for more racing in the future. But if I'm being honest with myself, racing on pavement gives me more and more of the heebie-jeebies. So it's a link to his Chicago Craigslist ad. And lo and behold, the subject line is Panasonic T4000 track bike, $450. <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> so so rory is selling almost identical bike to the one i just purchased on ebay frame and fork only for 365 he's selling a complete no. for 450 um it is red uh on here it uh has campy record hubs laced to array of rims he's got conti tires on there and then of course i know you guys are wondering he does have sugino one uh, 165 uh cranks so um it's looking pretty good. Forty nine fourteen is how it's set up. All and, uh, one eighth.
0: What's Is it your size? Because did you just <laughs> <It's>, get...
2: <laughs> That's what I'm curious. It's a 55-centimeter center-to-center uh, seat tube, top tube. Uh, yours um, is a little bigger, right? Mine's a little bit bigger. Uh, okay. Plenty of paint chips and blemishes, no major crashes. He includes that in his Craigslist description. He even says, I'm happy to include a different saddle that's in better condition. So, Rory, I will start here. You're underselling this bike completely. <laughs> in fact... Everything you have on there is negative. Sadly parting ways with my beloved track bike. Fork crowned is not drilled for a break. You know, all like you yeah, gotta toss this thing up. Yeah, yeah. Like you need you need an exclamation okay. point after yeah. that. Fork Crown
0: hasn't been drilled by an idiot for a break.
2: Like, you know, this this is a great looking bike that has graced the historic Northbrook Velodrome. It should be you know, that should be recognized. I think it's got a saddle that has been under the, um, you know, has been used by a experienced track racer. Cause mm-hmm. here, here's the thing, this bike, the way to sell this State bike champion is you got to talk about how it. you're, you're, you're the street champion. Exactly.
1: Um, this is a great looking bike. Um, scrolling through the pictures here now, not doesn't have the fade that super Rookie's bike has. So, you know, a couple of negative points there, but, um, it's, it, it it's everything you got to play up the nostalgia, right? Like somebody didn't get this bike back when they were really hot and they wanted one and now they've got the good job and they can actually afford to toss around a couple hundred bucks and maybe pick it up for cruising down to the grocery store or whatever. And yeah, I think, I think super is spot on. We need to jazz this up a little. We need, We need to up the pep level of this ad for sure, and um, you know. Also, I don't, I don't see rare anywhere in here. I'm going (laughs) to do a quick. I I think uh, rare.
2: We need to put rare in the title once again. So rare, championship winning track bike. Mm -hmm. And we are examples that anything can be a championship. Oh yeah, like
1: Northbrook. All you got to do is Northbrook Velodrome. Raced on the Northbrook. Velodrome and, to and, ch- to a championship, to state championships, something like that. Like Illinois legend,
2: uh, Ed Roy, right, right. Throw in a Kenosha velodrome there too on the on the glorious three hundred and thirty three meter velodrome of Kenosha. Like you got to talk up that this is the bike of velodrome mm-hmm. racers because let's be honest, all the people that are fixie kids want to be velodrome racers, but they just can't get in a yeah. car to go up to Northbrook. So yeah. you need to now sell them the closest they're ever going to get. So rare. Mm-hmm championship winning track bike forced you know available and then guys are you fans of explaining why you're getting rid of a bike i'm getting rid of a bike i need to pay Mm. rent i'm getting rid of a bike because you know my contract says that i can't ride a panasonic anymore i need to go to a bridgestone like like where where are you on this do we mention njs like come on
1: i kind of like it I used to, but I feel like um, when I read ads with reasons in them, I immediately am like, "Well, that's BS." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no, I, I guess you're right, Spencer. That's
1: true. I think more it doesn't matter if it's true if, or not. Yeah. He's kind more of burying.
2: So, sorry. Yeah.
0: Oh, I was just say more bikes. I guess I'm not that worried about it because it's pretty easy to look at the bike and decide if it's messed up. It's it's a different thing like buying a car off Craigslist because there's so many hidden. Mm-hmm. There's so many secrets in that car. And so somebody's just like, I don't know, I just want to get rid of it. I'm like, run away. They know You're, some yeah. stuff. Um, this is it. I, I, I want a very you've, detailed you've, reason why, you know?
1: You've hit on this, little guy. And I think you've hit on something very important, is <sighs> this ad is too detailed yes. for the person that wants to buy this bike. The photos are great. I just say the, keep all the photos. The photos, photos do so you can the job. Like, Look, everything... If I'm looking at this ad, I can see their Campy Record uh, see, hubs. See, I think you I got to mention see... the Campy
2: Record hubs because that is... No, no, that's no, no,
1: amazing no. Nobody knows what that is. Are they the... We're selling. We're selling a 1991 Mercedes like little guy has and there's only two people that are going to buy that. Little guy who knows everything inside and out and can look at the photos and know what he's looking at and there's... A sixteen year old kid with two thousand dollars to spend on a car <laughs> and wants something cool and doesn't care what it is, just wants it to look cool. And yeah. you need to you need to write the article, write The advertisement for that kid, but you need to include enough pictures that little guy is satisfied and will contact uh, you to buy so, the, so the ad I like this.
2: Yeah. Okay. So the ad yeah. is gonna be themed around the the pedigree the race pedigree of the owner experience oh, yeah. you're
1: gonna be awesome <laughs> if you buy this bike and little guy's gonna be like this is the dumbest thing i've ever read but man that bike is sweet and he's gonna buy it <laughs> that's
0: you're, you're under something spencer i've so, definitely called people about things on craigslist where i'm like this guy's an asshole yeah but i i gotta so, call him so about this thing so and so then Rory, for me for me it's more about the answers then so okay. if it is the pictures it's good but if you answer, like if I texted you about this bike right. and some stupid specific question, I want a real answer. If I get a, I oh, don't know, then I'm like, eh, I don't want to buy it. it um, yeah. yeah. If, I don't trust it. If you're it.
1: like, how come you went with a 36 hole rims <laughs> instead <laughs> of 28 uh, hole? That would have been a smarter choice. Yeah. And the guy says, I don't know. That's what it came with, I guess. Like, then mm-hmm. you might back out. But if, yeah. if, if I get that call and I'm selling this bike and you're that detail, I'm going to be like, well, you know. Uh, I was a little heavier then, you know, like, or I was racing sprints and I really didn't want the flex. I was going to tie and solder them, but I didn't, you know, really, <laughs> yeah. really get you invested in this bike as well. Like no, I mean, my true. choices have been smart choices so far. Yeah. You, you got to play to the audience and, and that mm-hmm. comes after the no, fact, no, you're but thinking.
2: writing the ad there's T- take a little pride in this bike, Rory and take pride in your own illustrious racing career. Cause let's be honest. Yes. They want to be you. That is why they're buying your bike. But I will give you this final piece of advice, Rory: Don't sell the bike because you're going to find yourself <laughs> you're going to find yourself 14 years from now, arguably overpaying for this bike uh, on eBay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you're you're going to take this frame
1: out of the box in 14 years, and your kid's going to be like, "Where are the where are the array of rims with 36
2: hole campy hubs, Dad? What's going on?" Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's
0: definitely possible. <laughs>
2: Oh, Rory, good luck on selling it. Please keep us in the loop on how yes. that goes. Uh, we can't wait to uh, to see more. Um, it is a great deal. Uh, somebody, somebody should buy this bike. Uh, yeah, those campy hubs used to
0: cost a million dollars. Come on.
2: Christopher Mills hits us up here and says, Lost Orlando Bike Shop. Pour one out for Ace Metric. We lost a good mm. one. That is absolutely true. Um, my friend Michael has owned a bike shop for 12 years just in the Audubon Park neighborhood. It's it's one of these bike shops that when you go in or when you went in, every single detail of the shop was just dialed in as far as the furniture, the outlook. It um, gained its uh, pedigree in the area on single speed, uh, fixed gears, and kind of urban riding. It is an absolutely fantastic shop. I will... Uh, personally miss it, um, but more importantly, uh, Michael had a great shop. So thanks, Chris, for hitting that up. Uh, the Instagram account, I believe, is ace, as in like the playing card ace metric, M-E-T-R-I-C. It was always a great follow on Instagram, and I'm sure it's not done uh, just yet. Um, Andy Parsons hit us up and said, hey, guys, hope you're doing well and recovering in your own wor- ways after the Everest challenge. Got a little question for you three. Knowing what you know now, and if you had a time machine with only one trip available, would you A, Uh return to 2006 and tell George to change his stem? Ooh. b travel back to that one driver or racing incident that haunted haunted you for years and unleash that killer comeback you've been working on <laughs> ever since oh my god so unleash the killer comeback you've been working on ever since mm. c bus uh-huh. lance before things got out of hand <laughs> or d a force a fourth option that fills roughly 10 to 15 minutes of chat to pad out the podcast <laughs> i look forward to your musings P.S. Bradley Wiggins in the yellow jersey leading out the world champion on the Champs Elysees for the win is a hell is is a Hall of Fame behavior. So Bradley That's Wiggins uh, will, will, will is That's definitely fair. eligible for the Hall of Fame next year. Uh, it is actually I've been writing out the rules of our Hall of Fame for our first ever book. Really? But uh, okay. thanks Andy Parsons for the email, gentlemen. That is a great question. Would you a go to tell George to change his stem? Would you go back to that one racing incident or driver incident? To unleash that killer comeback you've been working on ever since, or see Bust Lance before things get out of hand. Um, I, w- I will say for B, I don't like mm. there have been many moments where, in particular with driver behavior, that I regret how it went down because then later I'm like, oh, why didn't I do that? The only time I've ever had a decent driver interaction was when I was a courier in this car. Cut me off with like a right hand, like the right hook when I was going down and I was on my Panasonic track bike, looking fly, Fossa Bordlo hat. Uh-huh. Oh God, I look so good back in the days as you guys know. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I caught are. up to him at the next red light. and I tapped on his rear quarter panel, like a very gently play tap, and I could see uh-huh. him turn through his windows to look at me and I pointed at his rear passenger side tire, and I was like, flat, like like you got a flat tire. And he was like, Oh, thanks. And then he got out of the car to come look at it. And then I was like, See you later, expletive, expletive, expletive. And then I rode away. And I always felt that like that was the ultimate because I got someone out of their car and then left. Uh-huh. And that's that's pretty good. But I I have countless other times where I've tried to do so I'm gonna throw B out for my own personal thing. I think that I would in a perfect world, I would love to do C. And take the f- find a way to give the outcome to Floyd Landis, where he gets all the money in the end, which he did. <laughs> but yeah. also take the credit because, God, it would have been awesome to be the one that like sent the email to just kind of blow up the spot of Lance, like to catch him red-handed, it would be amazing, and knowing what you did for the people that he had shunned along and cast aside for all those years um as far yeah, as a yeah. with the stem you know it, it, it you know it kind of <laughs> led into why I like george that's a
1: legendary george. moment it's like, kind I of why i like want george anything so about much. that moment
2: to change yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh the lovable loser we're, we're, what what do you what about you little guy <laughs> what what of those three or do you already have like you know something for uh, the the comeback did have you ever like had an incident where you really wish you had something good
0: i can't think of anything off hand for that um, Boston Alliance would be good. That'd be good.
1: I <laughs> Well, yeah. You know, I was thinking about this, Tim, and as you were reading it, I, I hadn't pre-read this email. Um, but I thought B was going to, uh, say, was there any racing incident that you wish you could redo with knowing that, you know, now, like mm-hmm. as in you lost a bike race that you should have won situation. And I guess this falls into D was that D was it yeah. the fourth one D where yeah. it, anything else that takes up 10 to 15 <laughs> minutes, because that's where I'm going with this, um, to this day. And I, I swear, I know I've probably told this story on this podcast at least once, if not multiple times, but I still feel that in my second year of racing, I should have been the cat five road race champion in Minnesota because I had it, you guys, I had it and I blew it on the last lap. And it was all my fault, and I know what I did wrong. Which, and uh, it I not would, training? if I could go back in time, if I could go back in time, I would change it. Which um, was that
0: the one with that uphill sprint? This was, got- it
1: was the Plainview, plain view or Plainfield or whatever uh, road race. And yeah, it had a long uphill sprint, and I was climbing yeah. so well. And there was a super fast descent that little guy went off the road on one time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It came back on though because his skills are through the roof. Um, so we had this super fast, scary descent and at the bottom you do 90 degree turn, uh, to the right as yeah. you do and quarter mile, half mile, whatever. And then you hit this climb and every single lap, I think we did th- four laps. I don't know. So the first three laps, I told myself before the race and every lap during the race to stay on the inside on that descent, because Everybody was swinging really wide to take this fast turn. And I could move up from like the back of the pack because I didn't descend super well. I could move from the back of the pack straight up to the front. No problem. Every single time if I stayed inside because everybody swung wide and I I could just cut. And on the last lap, on the last descent, I didn't. I went to the outside. I was like, oh, I can move up a little further on this descent Mm -hmm. if I go this way. So I'd sort of drifted myself over to the outside and at the bottom I ended up on the outside and everybody swung wide and I got pushed to the middle of the pack. Yeah. And I fought, I elbowed, I pushed people, man, I made my way back up and I got to the second like line of cat fives across the road. (laughs) It was just a big compacted pack.
0: It was very compacted.
1: And we hit the bottom. I was like, okay, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I'm (laughs) second row. I'm I'm like, I'm right here. There's only one dude in front of me, you know, but you can't move left and right because your shoulder is shoulder more or less, at least as much as you think you are as a cat five and we hit the bottom of the climb and all the other guys in that front row go for it except for the guy directly in front of me.
2: Yeah. And I could not get out from being boxed in. I'm just happy it wasn't me because you'd be blaming me for the rest of my life.
1: Oh, for the rest of your life. I don't know who this guy was. I have no memory of of what kid it was. I couldn't tell you anything about what. The, like, eventually, I I got around and like sprinted up, and I ended up fifth place. Like, I passed a ton of people. I like I lost so much ground immediately, and I flew up that climb as much as you know. I may maybe you. Know, mm-hmm. I don't know how much I'm glorifying this, but I did finish fifth, yeah, which is fifth. not bad. Yeah. Yeah, and I, after that race, remember just feeling gutted. Like, I could have won this by a country mile. And yeah. I it's my own stupid fault for not listening to my own but smart strategy throughout the whole race. So I would go back in time in an instant. If they gave me the, the flex capacitor and I could do anything I wanted and they said only one thing, I would go do well, that. I want that wow, cap yeah. state championship it, medal. It, uh, it's, wow.
0: It's weird uh, yeah. that you thought of that, Spencer, because I, I got – I was in that sprint too, but I got bumped off the road because it was so shoulder to shoulder and I ended yeah. up like in the sand in the uphill sprint and then I cramped, which you guys aren't surprised by that, Pretty typical, <laughs> yeah. but I was there, but I remember, uh, um, the kind of do the you same,
1: remember who was in front of me because I need no, to know, <laughs> but
0: I, I do remember, uh, feeling frustrated because of that bunching because it did that big descent, like you said, and I didn't. I started too far back, and I didn't make it to the front and I remember at a point on the descent, I just couldn't get past any more people. It was too many people, and we only were on half the road and I was like, I can go so much faster on this descent and I was and I'm so, so frustrated
2: happy was not in this race was a no descent. I was,
0: I was so frustrated that I wasn't just. Closer to the front because it did. It hit the bottom. It took that right turn and then it went to that climb. And I just wanted so badly to attack from that corner and just try to go solo because yeah. we went. We sort of just like crawled up to that sprint and
1: everybody started crawling. Yeah,
0: and it was and like then, we were just like in the middle of the pack, just like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, just let me go, just let me go, just let me go.
1: Yeah, we ended up both there basically for different reasons. Yeah. Like you, your strategy was bomb the descent. Yeah, and I can like, do it well. absolutely like a crazy person. It was magical to see like i didn't know how you were doing it but i was like i know i can kind of get back to him with my trick at the corner and
2: you know uh,
0: no i remember that one
2: way to wait a way to to pad out the podcast no i wasn't there i think i was in chicago at that time um yeah i think so but uh it's pretty good
0: i i i have i have one slightly similar spencer you'll remember this when we (laughs) went to duluth the uh-huh. one year was just you and me went up there and we were cat threes and we just we we it was the stage race duluth stage race yeah and we we both uh went super soft pedal in the um in the tt saved the legs the first day in the tt and then it was three stages yeah. uh two road races and a crit and then we just attacked we attacked constantly it was great we had a ton of fun yeah like just going for stages <laughs> it was tons of fun yeah um yeah during the road races we both went off the front like Bam, bam, bam. Like a whole day. I don't know what our results were. Yeah, the second
1: were. you got reeled in, like I would go off the front. <laughs> it was, and the second I got reeled in, I'd see you go off the front. It was amazing.
0: Completely dumb. But I'm sure we annoyed the hell out of the teams that actually had people oh, there to were try so to win. Mad. They had to be. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I'm still bugged about is the um, last day there was a crit, a little loop with the uh, descent, and then the finish was on a steep, very small, steep climb. And. Uh-huh. Right as we were going to go up the climb to get the bell and the finish at the top, I in my head, I was like, I got to move up. So I just put in a little dig just to move up in the pack. And I got to the top and I looked over and I was like, bike links off the front. And I was like, I guess I have to go for it. So I just went for it from there. But what still bothers me is I didn't put in the attack. Like I was just trying to move up and I already got off the yeah. front and I got caught then like at the base, like it went down and then it flattened yep. and then it went up and I got caught at that point. And in my mind still, I'm like, if I had actually just given it everything on that, cause then I got to recover on the descent. I was like, maybe I could have actually made it if I had mm-hmm. fully attacked, but I was just sort of so, like, I need to be in good position to attack next time. And it, it accidentally worked as an attack.
2: Can I say that little guy, I am completely shocked that you don't want to go back to the time when it was a, handicap race on the velodrome and the official didn't check to see if you were ready so you were like on your bike but not having your hand your bars on the handle on the handlebars when yeah, they yeah. blew the gun and um for 16 years you haven't worked up a, a comeback to that official that didn't check if you were all right it well, said you're I- You've been yeah, stewing I'm, about this for a really long time.
0: I have, well, I mean, I think we've maybe touched on this before, but Definitely this is have. the same <laughs> official who at the Capital Crit, they used to go. My favorite story. In, in front of the thing, um, we're lined up. I think we were front, front row, row. Front row. Front row. Front row. Um, <laughs> and they haven't done all the, like, announcing, like, when we're going to start yet. And I hand my bike to, like, I'm standing next to Spencer. I'm like, here, hold my bike. And I take something out of my pocket and I, like, walk like a duck to the side to just throw throw the crap out of my pocket because we rode to the race. Yep. And I'm front row. He was literally right in front of us. And we were in the middle. Directly in front of us. <laughs> and he starts the race. He blows the whistle <laughs> and starts the race. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And i like, he hadn't even done the whole, like, spiel. So I thought I was in the clear. <laughs> in one, like, what is there, 20 people there?
1: I imagine... Imagine being me, (laughs) sitting on the front row, holding your bike, like, unclipped one foot on the ground. Yeah. uh, he just blew the whistle. What do I do?
0: <laughs> no, you were nice to so not drop my him. bike. I hobbled back to you, and you sort, of, you sort of dropped it as I was close enough, and I grabbed at it, and you, then yeah. you started sprinting. Did
2: you guys catch up to the group? We got back on, yeah. Oh, okay. Right. We
1: got back on. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. It was, it we ended, had to chase for like three laps. Yeah, it ended up being
0: a match we had to burn right at the front of the race <laughs> that we wouldn't have needed to. Oh, God. I know, and that was one of those just like, what What are you doing, man? Then the same official who started the Race without yeah. me looking at me,
2: dears, masters yeah. of the cycling universe. Today I oh. write you a mail of confluence. During May lockdown, things have come together in perfecto estormo, and I've inspired me to write. But where to begin? First, I guess, are my legs, which are now shaved. I have never, ever, never had the inclination <laughs> to shave them, but your shaving, your shaming comments a couple episodes ago back, <laughs> combined with Good se- job, combined with severe boredom and lockdown, caused me to break out the clippers, mm-hmm. and then lather up and raves or shave. On top of that, I've added a picture that combines another topic inspired by your tandem Stars and Stripes lamentations. As you can see in the photo, I am supporting Stars and Stripes piping from a master's title on a mountain bike using gravity. But the pipes nice. are on my spandex because 80% of my rides are on gravel. I agree, I agree with you. If you got them, wear them. Lastly... Mm-hmm. This is with regards to Everesting. Now, I would much rather do a reverse Everest. Descending the slopes of North Star in Lake Tahoe or Mammoth are two massively fun lift parks in California, mm. but I've been climbing local peeps, and this week, I did a big one here in Silicon Valley, Mount Uman, and it was 95 degrees out, so I rode it full Schleck, and when I got home, I ordered two pounds yeah. of Grimper coffee. Here's the ride Perfect. on the Strava Club <laughs> on Wide Angle Podium. So in summer, my legs are shaved, even though I'm a gravity rider. <laughs> I wear piping, even if it's from an obscure master's national title. I'm climbing all my local peaks, going full Schleck, and I'm supporting those who support the sport. Oh, yeah, I'm a WAP Wide Angle Podium subscriber. Thanks for all the laughs. A guy named Joe in Santa Cruz, California. Thanks, Joe. Amazing. Um, and then he also uh, puts a picture of, I also bought some, Black ladder stuff, they're all over cyclocross banners in Europe, supporting those who support. These black ladder pants are perfect for when I break out the hydro shot. And these pants that he includes are pretty pretty heavy duty. So it's black ladder workwear, and I have seen this logo. It's the yellow uh fencing that we see on all of the the, the streams of cyclocross racing uh in Europe. So I've always wondered what it was, so now I know. But um I gotta admit, even if it's an obscure Masters Gravel national title. Uh, or gravity national title wearing the stars and stripes is the perfect way to go so so much uh joe thanks for taking the the, the leap i am i am curious as to how uh fellow gravity racers respond to the shape legs it, it could be to your benefit that people don't want to follow you down the hill they give you more time to get away so maybe you get better line choice you don't have someone uh, riding right up on you i don't know but you're also the national champion so you probably don't need to worry about that
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's an amazing email. So uh, everything, time. everything about it. Uh, I love, um, thanks for writing in. Um, my one question is if, if you got the stripes, uh, you know, doing gravity stuff, you may as well do the whole sleeve then. Yeah,
2: I, I mm-hmm. agree. The, I love the sleeve idea. I wish that it, it's so good. Spencer, good job on that. Uh, that call out. So, Fantastic. Awesome. Well, guys, I think that uh, as we, we we have a bunch more listener emails from the last couple of weeks, we have a great episode 300 blowout, um, but there are a couple of things that I did want to um, get to, uh, and that is that 2020 has only gotten worse, and the, of course, I am talking about <laughs> the Rossignol Ski Company selling the Time brand, including all patents technology of the frames and our beloved time pedals to an e-bike company
1: what e-bike company something you never heard of Mm. in
2: france it's a startup yeah that's the bigger story money sold to a startup is this the end of time as we know it it has to be right like this is sad Mm -hmm. it's called what Uh, what tt for now is the name of the four-year-old what? e-bike company. Yeah, exactly. What um,
0: T-seat for now? Na- is yeah. that...
2: It's just... It's garbage, is what it is. Unless they find some way to save our beloved pedals. Is now the time, and I'm asking you guys, is now the time... To look into some new you, pedals? Is now the time... You thinking about switching, Tim? You breaking down? No. You breaking no, I'm down? saying is now the time to completely do what I did just five years ago with time when it was going through its you know, fifth reorganization and just buy a ton of time pedals and cleats and just hope that they laugh, last for as long as I'm a cyclist?
1: I mean, they will. I've got, I've got ones that are at least 20 years old at this point. I'm they're doubling fine. down
2: on some ATX. I need to get a couple more ATX because my kid will be riding ATX, so I got to get those cleats. <laughs> and I got to
0: be so embarrassed. He's the only kid with twenty. Oh, it's gonna year be great. Titles. It's gonna be great.
2: It's gonna be a cyclocross race some somewhere, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, my shoe broke the boa dial," and someone's like, "Oh, use my shoes. Are they time? No, they're Shimano. Like ninety nine percent of the people in this field. Ah,
1: yeah. Oh, I uh. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that exactly. Uh, I mean, the frames are amazing. They're incredible. Best frames I've ever ridden. Definitely a hobby business, not a real legit business. Like, you know, uh, that was something that, uh, uh, the folks who used to own time, um, were passionate about. So I don't know, um, if there was a lot of money, uh, being made <laughs> off the frames, pedals. Um, I assume they broke even. I don't really know, um, but I'll say that they made uh, a good chunk of their money off of the patents that they own. Um, so, what patents? On all kinds what, of different what patents did they own,
2: Spencer? Because I, I forgot that you were they, an employee of Time. This this must yeah, really be hitting you hard.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it hits me hard, deep and hard. I I worked in the in the I was the logistics manager, um, so I wasn't privy to all kinds of numbers and you know, whatever, but I do know that, um, they own a bunch of weird, um, patents around helmets actually, which doesn't make any sense cause they don't make helmets. Hmm. Um, but they own some, uh, some patents around that and they have been, uh, able to leverage that for years and years now. So I don't know if that is something that, uh, Watt uh, bike was interested in or if it's just a, uh, happenstance, but.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Um, interesting to know, I guess it's just kind of a uh, I mean time you know I how many time pairs of shoes do I have you know like all these things that just it it just slowly petered out so there you go it's just something that when I yeah. saw that news I was like that definitely I gotta talk about it on the pod so this doesn't mean our friends over at Bike Shop CX win the pedal war um, yeah. the Crank Brothers did not win the pedal war no time is still here they're mighty and strong and it is way more of a cult than ever before now that uh, it's owned by an e-bike company um, so I got a question, I guess, to ask you guys, yeah. kind of to to go off of this. If we had a bunch of money, do you think the three of us could save time? Do you you think oh, like look, would you guys be willing to buy it buy it with me? Like like what would you guys do to save this company? Like how would we get time into the hearts and minds of cyclists as much as it's kind of in ours? Except you little guy, because you're an outsider. I don't know.
1: It's the only weird Euro brand that little guy isn't fully behind. Like, I don't understand it actually, but I just don't like, maybe it's the exception that proves the rule. They just
0: look, (laughs) they, they they look too big, but the bikes looked Um,
2: awesome with, no, I like the bike. Yeah.
0: And the giant oversized stems.
2: I just, uh, yeah, I'm just trying Uh, to think like what it would take to get them to,
1: let me just put it this way, Tim. Um, along with a lot of other bike companies out there, Mavic comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot less than you expect is what it would take <laughs> to save some of these companies.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't believe the, the situation at Mavic. We haven't even touched on that, and it doesn't make any sense, like, actually, who owns it? Um, how can Mavic? How can Mavic be going?
1: Well, when you keep making 21 mil rims for mountain bike... You know, <laughs> You know, in this day and age,
0: yeah. that's going to be You happen. paint all like... your
2: cars yellow. Who's going to buy? But it feels like
0: small changes cuz they still do make the best rims. They are just not making them in the you know,
2: It is weird to yeah, think that like yeah. when we were coming up racing everyone had Caseriums, and you know like that whole lineup of Mavic Oh wheels. yeah,
0: everybody. Like, I was... have a pair of uh, 26-inch mountain bike Cerium looking things. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know what the hell they are. Not
1: surprised. <laughs> Crossmaxes. Yeah, uh, that's
0: what they're called. Uh, Crossmaxes. Uh, yeah. Well. And a ton <laughs> of just Mavic rims that I've built up Oh. Hmm.
1: yeah, they didn't stick with the times, and neither did time and aside for their mountain bike pedals um and uh, I guess' I'm you just know, that's it's going to be the downfall of a lot of companies uh probably over the next five or six years as things have really progressed, i mean with through axle technology, disc brakes, all this stuff, like the people that resisted are it's going to go w- away you
2: know yeah i I guess I'm more disappointed that time got bought by an e-bike company I hadn't heard of Then the, you know, like when Silka was away and then it was resurrected from the dead in such a cool way, you know, you're kind of like, Oh, that's a, that's a cool way to bring a brand back or to own a brand. Like I would love to see time do something like that. And that's just, yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, well, I I mean, if you are a listener with a lot of disposable income (laughs) or venture capitalist interest, um, give us a shout. We will, gladly run any sort of cycling company that's out there struggling we can help you direct your funds to purchase and make it profitable yeah, t- uh, for a, a guaranteed re- return on investment after 10 years um, and, uh, I tell you what
2: you, you contact us with your venture capital money we will put a pitch deck together that you have never seen before mm-hmm. it's fantastic um, you know put your air to the ground we, we're we experts <laughs> You've, you've
1: read the reviews, all five stars, except the one, I mean, inexplicable one star that was certainly yeah. supposed to be five star. We're, we're
2: your five star money managers. Like, but anyway. Yeah. Well, guys, we have come up on an hour, and it was fantastic to talk to you both. Little guy, um, I am absolutely thrilled to have you back on here. I hope nothing but the best for you, Caitlin, uh, Tom Boonin, Tom Boonin, and the rest of the great city of Minneapolis, um, and then obviously the rest of what is happening out there and uh you know that's it
0: me too yeah for everyone i don't know
2: yeah
1: stay safe out there go out and protest this stuff it's it's terrible and it needs to be addressed so yeah
2: and for all of us like to thank all of our listeners and the supporters of the wide angle podium network for their continued support We'd like to thank Works for their continued support with the HydroShot Power Cleaner. Go to yourcleanbike.com and use the promo code GEARUP. We'd also like to thank Grimper Brothers. Head over to grimperbrothers.com or go to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out more about their new blend to support the movement and what's happening in Austin, Texas. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando.
0: This is Matt in Minneapolis.
2: And this is Spencer in Boston reminding you
1: to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Hey, fans and loyal listeners of the Wide Angle Podium. It's Rob Kelly, the host of No Training Wheels. Please join me and the rest of the Criterium Nation as we explore the best that domestic road racing has to offer. In each episode, we meet and hear from the racers, teams, promoters, and people that make the American road scene exciting and engaging, and go beyond the results to talk about the how and why of racing that fascinates us all. So subscribe to No Training Wheels anywhere you get your podcasts, for a full archive of episodes, please visit our website, No Training Wheels Pod or follow us on Twitter at NTWheelspod or on Instagram at No Training Wheels Pod.